episode is brought to you by Disney Plus. But not actually. Please, Disney, don't sue us. But please, sponsor us. Right, Disney, don't sue us. Unless. Hey guys, welcome back to New Fantasy to Geek. I'm Alex, and I'm joined as always with Bobby and Walter. Say hey guys. Hey guys. Hey, what's up? Alright guys, uh, another milestone. It feels like we're hitting these out of the park every single week. Probably don't listen to any old episodes after this. So, it's our first Disney movie. How do you guys feel about that? Love Disney movies. Apparently not, because you've named a lot of movies you haven't seen. Treasure Planet, Lilo and Stitch, Atlantis. How could you not see Lilo and Stitch, first off? Or Atlantis. I just never saw those movies. Or, he dropped this one on us, Zootopia? What are you, a racist? What? Yeah, you didn't see Zootopia, so you don't understand what that means. Well, anyway, today we're watching something that Walter didn't see, but me and Bobby adore. Up, the 2009 hit film that was nominated for Best Picture. Because I know Toy Story 3 was also nominated for Best Picture the next year. So was Beauty and the Beast. Yes, the three animated films that were nominated for Best Picture... Two of those after the category of Best Animated Film. Wasn't Lego Movie nominated for Best Picture, too? No, not, not no. Best Picture. Oh, no, I was thinking of something else. Never mind. I enjoyed Lego Movie, but... But I, I'm pretty sure it was nominated for Best Animated. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. That one was spectacular. Yeah. Um, so good. So, Up, the 2009 Oscar-nominated film. Pixar is probably the best division of Disney and its current, st- current state right now. When you take into effect Disney movies proper, uh, Star Wars, and even some of the Marvels, uh, Pixar has the most consistent. Yeah, you can really make a case for Pixar having a near spotless record with it. Right, as long as they're original films. I think there's only one original Pixar film that didn't quite make the mark. And that was nearly 20 years into their process. So, what do you think of Pixar, Bob? Well, you know, aside from, like, a couple of franchises, Cough Cough, Cars, Cough Cough, just not huge into Cars, like, God forbid I need to see Cars 1 or 2 again for, like, the dozenth time. Don't worry, we're not, we're not gonna watch for the podcast. We don't have enough beans to watch Cars 2. Oh, I really like most of what they put out, and I'm really looking forward to the future, especially with movies like Onward and Soul coming out. Oh, yes. 2020 those... is going to be a very, very, very good year. Are those both 2020? <laughs> yep, Onward comes out March 6th, and Soul comes out June 19th. Is oh. this the first time that Pixar has done two in a year? Mm, I don't know about that. Let me uh, let me look into that. I think so. Either that or yeah, no, because Bugs Life was like ninety seven, Toy Story two was ninety nine. Yeah, so it was like they were very close, but they usually do at least two years. They hardly ever do them year after year. Right. Yeah. Usually it's a good amount of time between because they like to put their whole team into one project and their projects take a right. long time. First year that they actually did release two films in a year was in 2015 with Inside Out coming out June 19th and The Good Dinosaur coming out um, November 25th. 
Okay, yeah. I think The Good Dinosaur seems like it's one of their more forgotten films. Right, that's the one that I was referring to when I said that a near-perfect track record of original films up until about 20 years into their history. Yeah. Uh, That was the one I was referring to, because not a lot of people remember Good Dinosaur. I never saw it. Um, Why don't we start this episode by going through a list of the Pixar films and what year they were released, and the three of us will give a little bit of thoughts on them. Uh, Bobby, you have the list up, so let's do it. So let's uh, start off with um, November 22nd, 1995. I think uh, we all remember Toy Story. Oh yes, Toy Uh Story is one of the fun... uh, Toy Story is one of the fundamental animated films of our time. Um, the first completely CG animated film, uh, top-notch film, still holds up today, still looks better than a lot of animated films that came after it, oh, yeah. and a lot that'll come out later. Yeah, it's probably still my favorite Pixar film. And it's among my top, even Disney films. It's... It's it's perfect to me. Like, there are three Disney films that are perfect to me, and those are Aladdin, Lion King, and Toy Story. And then to follow Toy Story's lead, we have A Bug's Life. That was 97, right? 98. 98, okay. Um, I kind of liked this one growing up, too. I mean, you know, I kind of had a lot of fun with it. I remember the PS1 game. You guys remember Bugs Life on PS1? No, no, guys, guys. Why wasn't that on the PlayStation Classic? (laughs) (laughs) Be better than anything they put on that console. Now, sort of off-topic question, but Mm -hmm. um, Bugs Life or Ants? Bugs Life. Bugs Life. I've actually seen Bugs Life. You haven't seen Ants? No, I haven't seen seen Ants. No. (laughs) Okay, that's a little bit more respectable than you not seeing Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Okay, um, in Walter's defense, I haven't seen a lot of DreamWorks movies, where he hasn't seen a lot of Disney Pixar movies. Oh, no, you said you only, uh, we'll get to the Pixar movies you haven't seen, but, um, uh, yeah, in your your defense, you haven't seen a lot of Disney movies that we've mentioned, but I haven't seen a lot of DreamWorks movies. I've seen a little bit of King of Egypt, um... I haven't seen El Dorado, even though the music was done by Elton John. It seems really weird that I haven't seen it at this point. Or, um, I haven't seen any Shrek film after the third one. I believe believe I've seen the first and second. Yeah, but this isn't a DreamWorks retrospective. It's a Pixar one. So, Bobby, continue. Alrighty. Um, we go closer to the new millennium with Toy Story 2, releasing in 99. All right, Toy Story 2. This is honestly one of my favorite Pixar films. Uh, just the irreverent humor of it, um, how risque it gets sometimes. Uh, you know, we all know the Buzz Boner joke, but one of my favorite jokes is uh, Bo Peep kisses Buzz on the cheek and says, tell Woody that's for me. And then Buzz is like, oh, okay. But I feel like it would end up differently if it came from me. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, and the fact that it's not... Like, he's not his own character, but it's just Newman as a villain in this movie. Wayne Knight as Newman. He takes the cake for this. I, I, I love Toy Story 2. 
It's probably my favorite Pixar, honestly. Even though I do enjoy all three other Toy Story films more, I still love Toy Story 3. It, it's the introduction of Jesse. It's just, like you said, all the irreverent humor. The uh, I think that was, was... Wasn't that the one where they were playing the video game? Yes. And it was... They were like trying to coordinate themselves to beat the boss. Yeah, Rex does. Yeah. Which kind of bleeds into Kingdom Hearts 3 because he is playing a video game in that. Yes. yes. Like the entire Toy Story world in Kingdom Hearts 3. Next to, next to Arendelle because I actually really liked Arendelle. Um, easily my favorite world in a Kingdom Hearts game. Really? That being said, um, if I have to play another Kingdom Hearts game with Agrabah, I'm going to play it. Oh, that's okay. Agrabah. That's alright. You might feel differently when Kingdom Hearts 4 releases in 2038. <laughs> and then gets delayed to 2041. <laughs> that's it, folks. Never going to play another Kingdom Hearts game in my life. <laughs> um, what did you think of Toy Story 2, Bob? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um... <clears throat> More so than 3 and Toy Story 4, of course. Yes, we'll get to Toy Story 4 because we all saw that one together. Yeah. Overall, good movie. Um, better than the more recent ones. Haven't seen it in a long time, though. Well, now you can with Disney, Disney Plus. Please, Disney, sponsor us. To kick off the millennium, we have our first movie coming out in 2001. Also, a side note, Pete Docter, the director of Up, this was his first movie. And that's that would right. be Monsters, Inc. That, that's the thing about uh, Pixar. It is kind of different now because John Lasseter, uh, creative head of Pixar, has stepped down. But it is just a group of guys who constantly make movies after movies. Lee Eric, Lasseter, Brad Bird did one we're going to talk about in a second, Incredibles 1 and 2. Um, and Pete Doctor and Andrew Sadden, who does uh, Finding Nemo and all that. But uh, this is really the beginning of them branching off and directing all these movies. Uh, but Monsters, Inc., this one I really liked as a kid. Um, I don't know. I just, again, it has very irreverent humor. That's the thing about Pixar. It has a lot of humor for, it's a fan, they're family movies, and they kind of do it the best where it's not too kiddy, but it's also just the right amount of adult that kids don't understand it yet. But when they go back as adults, now they understand what they're talking about. Guys. Yeah. Great, great film. Um, I enjoyed it more than its sequel, which we will talk about later, but monsters Inc. So good. So funny. Billy Crystal and John Goodman, just, they had such a good pairing on screen. Played so well off each other. Really fantastic. Uh, funny thing about that, bringing back Kingdom Hearts, you know who voices uh, Mike Wazowski in Kingdom Hearts 3? Mm-hmm. Carlos Ellis Rocky. Seriously? Yeah, that's Carlos. Oh, that's so dope. Right? Love Carlos. Yeah, that's great. Voice of Rocco, uh, Ricochet, and Mucha Lucha. And, uh, oh my god. Can't forget his live action role. What? Reno 911. Oh, he was in that, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter, have you ever seen Mucha Lucha? I have not. It's 
Yes, that's an episode. Bobby? Oh, okay, all right. Oh, man, when's Kids WB Plus going to come here so we can watch all of Mucha Lucha? Uh, that's right. <laughs> All right, moving forward a couple years. Uh, 2003 brings us Finding Nemo. Now this, this is the one, either this or Wally. When you ask people what their favorite uh, Pixar movie is, it's this or Wally. It's Finding Nemo or Wally. They're both same people, same directors. Um, I'm gonna pause. Andrew Sam directed both Wally and uh, Finding Nemo. Kind of hit them both out of the park, as a lot of people say. Uh, because, like I said, if you ask any person on the street, they're more than likely to say either Finding Nemo or Wally as their favorite Pixar film. If they don't say planes. I don't think anybody should like planes. Planes is not a Disney. Uh, no, Planes is not a Pixar movie. It's a Toon Disney movie. I will say this until I die. I thoroughly enjoyed Finding Nemo. It's a nice, cute little story. Um, Ellen DeGeneres, fantastic as Dory. I love Ellen. She's so funny in this. I remember when I was a kid, I actually got to see this at the Shedd Aquarium. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Boy Scouts. So what do you think of Finding Nemo, Bobby? Uh, you know how you said that whenever you ask somebody what their favorite Pixar film is, it's either Finding Nemo or Wally. Uh-huh. Mine is definitely Wally. Yeah. Simply for the fact that I have seen Finding Nemo way too many times. Thank you, uh, high school PE. Whenever we would uh, have our uh, spinning classes in the field house. That's what Mrs. Dart, shout out Mrs. Dart, would have, actually not, actually, yeah, yeah, Dart was one of them who would play um, Finding Nemo Nemo and a bunch of other Pixar films. They would always make us watch either one or two movies. Uh, Remember the Titans or Robin Hood, the Fox one? I mean, Remember the Titans was a solid one. Love Remember the Titans. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, definitely saw Finding Nemo way too much in my teenage years after saying it once or twice as a kid. Which uh, brings us to 2004, where guess what, kids? We get to go back to the 60s with The Incredibles. Allegedly. Allegedly. Back to the 60s, because <laughs> nobody knows when what the timeline of this series is. Which, we're not going to talk about the Pixar theory. We're already 17 minutes. We haven't even talked about Up yet. So I'm impressed that we already seventeen. Right. I think this is less of an up episode and more of a Pixar retrospective where we talk about up a little bit longer than we talk about the other ones, but uh yeah, um Incredibles. I remember really being into this movie when I was a kid. You'll notice that I say that about every Pixar movie that we've talked about. I really liked it as a kid. Um but yeah, no, I love superheroes. I am yeah, I'm currently fiddling around with a Black Panther action figure as we speak. Uh, but yeah, I love superheroes. I love the concept. I really liked the movie growing up. I I like Jason Lee in it. Yeah, really good film. Uh, very much their own take on the Fantastic Four. 
It's a ripoff of the Fantastic Four, but it's okay because Disney bought the Fantastic Four. Yes. Pause. Um, no, no. You've got to say thing about Incredibles. <laughs> or do you not want to say anything about Incredibles because we're recording now? You didn't like Incredibles? I, I did enjoy Incredibles. Um, I just didn't like the concept of Incredibles 2 coming out, you know, 14 years later. We're not on Incredibles 2 yet. I know. I'm just saying, though. Right. The, the fact that they decided to revive a series after, you know, almost a decade and a half still grinds my gears. Other than that, Kingdom Hearts 3. That's different. <laughs> That's different because like there was like twenty. Because so there was like twenty four side games and like Birth by Sleep Final Remix Edition. I swear to God, this is the last time we're gonna release Birth by Sleep. Or let's not forget Dream Drop Distance. I swear to God, three's coming, guys. Don't worry. Or Kingdom Hearts three. Huh? I'm just kidding. It's just uh, Dream Drop Distance again. Or Kingdom Hearts two point nine HD Remix. <laughs> the final cut. I'm going to throw you down with my scissors, Walter. <laughs> Alright, sorry, we just did a little bit of Kingdom Hearts ranting. We've been mentioning it a lot with Pixar, even though Pixar Worlds didn't appear till Kingdom Hearts 3. Speaking of uh, Kingdom Hearts, I have a thought that we're going to save for when we finally decide to discuss up, because we're going on 20 minutes. This is Capacity to Geek Podcast. We don't talk about the movie the, the movie topic here. We talk around it. We talk around the movie topic. God, we would take perfect podcast. Oh my god, yes. The next movie that uh, came out after The Incredibles came out two years later, actually. That's a twin. No, oh, no, Cars. Cars. Ugh. Disney, please don't sue us. <laughs> Disney, please don't sue Jeff Lasseter. I mean, unless. Are you okay? <laughs> breathe, breathe. You're in front of your laptop. I'm sorry. It was really difficult to swallow there. hey yo. <laughs> I love how we're getting we're we're on the verge of being an uncensored episode, but we're not. That's oh, that's gonna be bleeped out. <laughs> okay, uh, cars. I saw this once as a kid. I kind of liked it. I remember getting the DVD. I haven't visited it in a while, but I know it's not the worst cars movie. Uh, by far, it's definitely not the worst cars movie. Though I'm sure uh, Lightning McQueen will appear in my nightmares at some point. Just like the Wienermobile appeared in my dream last night. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, obviously the Wienermobile the Wiener was anthropomorphic, turned into a dog. It jumped into, it drove into the Chicago River, emerged as a giant Labrador, and then barked. <laughs> I don't understand. And then I spent the morning looking up applications to be a Wienermobile driver. I wasn't driving the Wienermobile in my dream, but I just felt it. The Wienermobile. I know this is one of Alex's favorite movies. 2007's Ratatouille. Chef's Kiss. It's amazing. It's incredible. It might be one of my favorite Pixar films. It might be one of my favorite animated films. And it's very overrated in my opinion. Not a lot of people talk about this movie. But uh, it's phenomenal. It's very not overrated, underrated. It's a beautiful film. Yep, not a lot of people talk about this film. 
I will give it again the rating of Chef's Kiss. Ratatouille is so good. It's one of my favorite Pixar films. Patton Oswalt's incredible. The entire cast is incredible in the movie. It's such a sweet little story. And it's just everything about the movie is just great. Anyone can cook, except Jeffrey Epstein, because he didn't kill himself. No, he did not. Next up... Bobby, you've got to talk about these films, too. I already said it, so that's what I did. I did it for Oh, yeah, okay. Next up on our list... He just gave me the death eyes, guys. He doesn't want to talk. <laughs> Thank you, Walter. You're Next up on our list, we have what I consider my favorite... Pixar film, what my dad considers his favorite Pixar film. Because no Swedish people worked on it. Um, and let's see, uh, is Dr. Swedish last name? No. Is Jordan a Swedish last name? Is Stanton a Swedish last name? Can Newman be considered Swedish? No. What about Morris? <laughs> okay, we get it. Your dad doesn't like the Swedish. But anyway. <laughs> I know Walter here doesn't like Wally because he is a heartless human being. Yeah, but like I said when we were, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to upset people. But uh, like I said to Walter when he said that he didn't like Wally, I said that he didn't like ET. So immediately his opinion doesn't matter to me. Oh, okay. I'll. You know what? I'm not gonna do my ET rant. You haven't seen it since you were a kid. Jesus. I haven't seen it since the 7th grade bus trip to Springfield. Yeah, you're like 40 years old. I'm 30. That's like 40. <laughs> you old bitch. But anyway. Editor, please let that be the only swear. Jeff, you have a lot of work to do. You're the one editing it, buddy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um. He only added sound. So anyway, Walter, you heartless bitch. How could you not like a film about a little robot? It's adorable. It's heartwarming. In some parts, it's heartbreaking. Maybe I have to... Okay, Boomer. Next. Maybe I have to revisit it. But I remember I saw it at the drive-in. I think it was playing alongside it was playing alongside Iron Man. Mm. In two thousand eight. Was this two thousand eight? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was playing alongside Iron Man in two thousand eight. Oh shit. Wait, cars Ratatouille and Wally were one after another? Yep. Ah. That's <laughs> yeah. unlike yeah, Pixar. Yeah. 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 Playing alongside it was playing alongside Iron Man at the drive-in. Mm -hmm. Loved Iron Man. Oh, yes. Two pieces. Mm -hmm. Didn't much care for Wally. -E. Maybe I'd have to go back and revisit it. But mm -hmm. it is better than the movie that was accompanying the other MCU film that I saw at the drive-in that year, which was Hulk. And I was so Panda? No. 10,000 BC. Because hmm. I remember seeing Hulk and Kung Fu Panda together at the movie, at the drive-in. Yeah, I saw it when it was, I think it was Hulk and 10,000 BC. Oh, God. Don't get me started oh, on 10,000 BC. That movie 
put me to sleep. Right, but I also saw a movie alongside Iron Man, but I just went to two different showtimes at the movie theater. I saw Iron Man the same night I saw Speed Racer, and I saw Incredible Hulk the same night I saw The Love Guru. I have terrible taste in films. The Love Guru. I left Hulk early so I can uh, so I wouldn't miss the Love Guru. Why would you do that to yourself? Oh, okay, hold on. It's the Incredible Hulk versus the Love Guru, guys. Come on. Right, Bobby. The Incredible Hulk is a better film. It's the not Incredible saying Hulk. a lot. The Incredible Hulk is not as bad a film as people say. It is not the low point of the MCU. That would be the second Thor movie. The Dark World? Yes. Yeah. Alright, next. Next, we have the movie that we're actually supposed to be talking about on this podcast. But how long have we gone so far? We're nearly at a half hour. God, our episodes are usually a half hour. But anyways, yeah, because we're lazy asses who don't like talking about movies. Anyways, <laughs> 2009 brings us up. All right, we'll talk about this a little later. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> of the Toy Story trilogy, but that's of the trilogy of one, two, and three. It's the weakest, but that doesn't mean that it's the bad one, because they're all phenomenal, 100% films. You even said, well, no, you said Toy Story 2 is your least favorite, but I mean, I love Toy Story 2. I like this one. It's the only one that makes me cry. Oh, God. I still cry. But anytime I even see that last shot of Woody waving at Andy. Oh no! When they're when they're about to f- die, that's that, that's when I cry. But also, I do I do. Well, I was drunk. But last time I saw these, I was drunk. I was having some rum. I was in my feelings. Some boys let me down. You know who you are. You don't know who you are because I don't remember you. But <laughs> but I cried during when somebody loved me. Because nobody loves me. Somebody love me. Oh man, I found the rum. Okay, <laughs> Bobby, thoughts? Well, I enjoyed it. It was definitely one of the weaker films of the Toy Story franchise. I mean, Toy Story Four was pretty good. Also, kind of weak. Uh, Toy Story Two is where it's at. Right, and also first Pixar film to be nominated for Best Picture. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, no, Up was. Yeah. We don't like to talk about that movie. <laughs> Next. Wait, my thoughts on Toy Story 3. Oh. Oh, yeah, thoughts? I love Toy Story 3. Next to the first one, it's my favorite of the franchise. Um, it It kills me emotionally by the end. Anytime I see it. Um, it's another one I saw at the drive-in. Two very polar opposite movies. It was Toy Story, followed by the remake of The Karate Kid. Talk about bringing the franchise back after some time, huh? <laughs> Wait, wouldn't this also count? Because Incredibles and Toy Story... Although... Yeah. Toy Story 2 was... 11 years. Yeah. 
and also, no, yeah. Well, it's not like they were constantly working on Toy Story 3. Right. Whereas they kept saying, oh, Incredibles 2 is happening. It's happening. It's happening. Right. What's next? Also, can I note that in a couple weeks, in a couple weeks, we will be reaching 2020, which means 2010 was 10 years ago. Ten year reunion coming soon. I skipped out on mine. Well, yeah. It's really hard to get up to the Himalayas this time of year, ain't it, Walter? <laughs> Anyway, what's next? Ecto franchise that I don't much care for. 2011 brought us Cars 2. Oh, God. Maybe. Everybody get your beans. I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, Cars 2, that was the one where Lightning, the, Lightning McQueen wanted to fuck a Porsche, right? No, that's Cars 1. Well, regardless. Because Sally's a Porsche. Oh, regardless. Lightning. That's the one where Mater, um, uh, where Mater mistakes... Wasabi for pistachio ice cream and becomes a secret agent. Back to what I was initially and then saying. Um, gets butt <laughs> by a bidet. Back to what I was initially saying. Just, I have no thoughts on the Cars franchise. I really don't. I have not seen the movies and I have no desire to. I was babysitting kids and I saw Cars too, and it, it was pretty bad. Um, but this is. Probably the one Pixar movie, if not counting, you know, complete human annihilation in Wally, that has the most death count. Yeah, Cars 2 has a pretty big kill count. I might show you guys a video after this that shows Cars 2's kill count. <laughs> yeah. Disney is not afraid to uh, have a bunch of people die. Pixar is not afraid of that. All right, what's next, Bob? Now on to a good movie. 2012's Brave. I haven't seen this one. This is one of the three Pixar films I have not seen. It's uh, it's another one of those films where you could call it a very beautiful film. Oh. Aesthetically, um, story-wise. Also, um, in 2018's Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph Breaks the Internet, this marks the first time Pixar and Disney characters appeared in the same film. Oh. With Merida from Brave appearing in uh, the scene when they go to Oh My Disney with the other princesses. And they make a joke because they can't understand her and they say she's from the other studio. Which is a little <laughs> offensive to the Irish, but I'm not going to go there. I, I adore this film. It's funny, it's fun, it's got some of the better action sequences in Pixar films. Yeah. This also is one of the times where Pixar breaks their original rules, where the story isn't about princesses, they can't sing, there's little to no romance. That was some of the original rules they had when they were first making films with Toy Story, Bugs Life, stuff like that. But obviously times have changed. Up next, in 2013, we have a movie that actually made Alex jealous of life. And that would be Monsters University. I told you that in confidence, but yes, when Monsters University came out, I just graduated high school. I ended up going to community college for some odd years, and 
Well, I always kind of grew jealous because I always thought to myself that I'd never be able to go to university like that. I didn't always have the best grades. I didn't have the best confidence in myself. But uh, here we are some odd years later. I'm just moving back home from college, getting a bachelor's degree and all that. I lived that dream. And I actually really appreciate this movie because of that. A lot of Salukis are proud of you. Saluki strong, Mother Russia. I enjoyed Monsters University. thought it was a good movie. I didn't enjoy it as much as the first one. Um, I really enjoy uh, Charlie Day's character. Oh, yes, the little... Uh, is that Charlie Day? Yeah, that one's Charlie Day. Yeah. Charlie Day is just a wonderful Yes, he is. <laughs> He's great. Bobby, what did you think of Young Monsters University since you're calling everybody out tonight? I mean, let's face it, we're not going to get another like proper Monsters Inc. anytime soon. Disney Plus show. Yeah, oh. but like, is it going to be like the same style animation, or are we going to get like the uh, the uh, Spark Shorts that they are offering? I'm not sure. I just know that it's a new TV show. Well, here's something that's proper. Yeah. Um, but for right now, Monsters U is about as good as we're gonna get. Right. Until like what, twenty twenty one proper. Maybe yeah. I'm feeling twenty twenty one. Yeah. Also, uh, Monsters Inc. We didn't mention it. One of two worlds that appear in Kingdom Hearts from Pixar. And I actually really. <laughs> And I actually really enjoyed the uh, Monsters in World. Aside from, like, you know, like, the whole... Oh, uh, that boss battle that you fight. The boss battle, the whole, like, grinding on the electric rails where you can get electrocuted while getting fireballs. Oh, yeah. Blasted at you. Yeah. Didn't like that part, but overall, it was an aesthetically pleasing world, and I, I need more of that. Right. Okay, uh, next, Bob? Speaking of uh, getting all our feels, 2015 brought us Inside Out. So, yeah, this is another movie that really spoke to me in kind of that uh, way that Pixar can. I saw with my brothers and sister, um, I love Amy Poehler. This is around the time that I uh, binge-watched and completed all of Parks and Recreation. Phenomenal show. You know, I recommend everybody watch Parks and Recreation. Uh and, you know, I don't hide a lot of myself. I suffer from depression, you know, brought on by just a lot of factors in my life. And uh, this one really helped me feel for Riley uh, as you get towards the end of the movie where joy and sadness just embrace each other. And she becomes, she's able to finally process her feelings and just, you know, it helps it's cathartic, it's very emotional, and I adore this movie. Like, I adore a lot of Pixar movies, apparently. I haven't put them in a lineup in a long time, but, yeah, I just keep hitting these out of the park. And I feel with Inside Out, it's definitely one of Pixar's more important films as far as giving a positive message to the world, especially... <clears throat> Especially uh, 
with our generation, the new generations, um, it, it's good to have something to tell kids that it's okay not to be okay. Right. Or as Fairly Odd Parents said about 10 years before this, it's okay to feel sad. Next, Bobby. Or Please Walter, you didn't say anything about this movie. Haven't seen it. You bitch. All right. <laughs> um, spoiler alert, it's an episode. Why would you spoil that? Hit him! I'm going to get like a decent shot. Just do it randomly while we're recording. Oh. I'll do it anyway. Yeah, I know you both. Coming next, also in the year 2015, just a few months later. We have a good movie about a good dinosaur. I wouldn't know, because this is one that I haven't seen. This is one of the three I haven't seen. Same. I'm think that I think I've only seen bits and pieces. But it's apparently a good movie. It's Pixar, come on. I hear it's the weakest, besides the Cars, Cars movies. We have to make the exception for the Cars movies, because they'll always take the cake as the worst ones. Mm. Not to South. Or actually, no, not to Jeff. Just uh, not a massive leap in this part. Yeah. Um, up next, 2016 brought us the sequel to Finding Nemo. Finding Dory. Yeah. I saw this on a date. It was really nice. The date was okay. We are still friends to this day. He wrote a book. Huh. That's a haiku. No, but I really like this movie. Um... You know, Eugene Levy's in it. You know, that's always a good time. Walked in on his son f***ing a pie. But not in this movie. That was another movie. I forget the name of that movie. <laughs> well, just tell your mom yeah. we ate it. <laughs> What'd you guys think of this movie? Because my entire segment here is going to get cut out in the record uh, in the editing. It's fun. Uh, just like the first one. It's, it's a really nice one. Ellen DeGeneres, you did pretty. Yeah, I really liked Finding Dory. It's <laughs> fun. It's touching. We just hit the 43-minute mark. It was really good way to work, man. And just overall, <laughs> just overall, it's just a really nice Next up, another film from a franchise that I really don't care for. Cars 3. Next. Oh, I haven't seen this one either. I hear it's not as bad as Cars 2. Lightning McQueen basically uh, gets teased to uh, having been killed. Yeah. In the trailer, I thought this was like the Dark Knight Rises of the Cars franchise. TLDR, no, the car's just getting old. What? I said TLDR, the car's just getting old. It can't run like the newer cars can. Ah. Uh, Lightning McQueen's a boomer. Okay, boomer. Okay. <laughs> Another film released in 2017, Coco. I love this film. Like, I often think of myself... As a Mexican. I remember seeing this with my ex, and it was a really good film. 
just a little bit about my ex. He was a Jewish guy. He is still a Jewish guy. He, um, and we were leaving the theater. Uh, we were walking to my car. And I look at him and I'm like, I feel really bad for you. He's like, why? And I'm like, because my people have this amazing, cathartic, just incredible film about one of our greatest holidays, and you guys have Eight Crazy Nights by Adam Sandler. (laughs) (laughs) And to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, Eight Crazy Nights is a good one. Yeah, it's fun, but it's it's nowhere near. It it can't hold any kind of candle to uh to Coco here. I mean, Coco didn't give us that uh, line about how Osama bin Laden is not a fan of the Jews. Kind of gave us a lot. I don't even remember that from Eight Crazy Nights. What the fuck? That's literally like the song. It's in the song Eight Crazy Nights. Oh. Osama bin Laden, ooh, not a fan of the Jews. And something, something about something skater. Right. His right. mom is Jewish. But, uh, yeah, Coco gave us much more than uh, a Crazy Nights will ever give us. Right. Aside from like maybe one good day every November. And hepatitis. Yeah. Don't feed it. That's why we don't let him talk. <sighs> Bobby, no, you're gonna throw out your back. I can't flip the chair. All right, next. 2018's Incredibles two. I like this movie. I don't think it's as good as the original Incredibles movie, but uh, I think it's a pretty good successor. I love the Pixar shorts. Uh, I love the Pixar short that plays before, which reminds me, Bobby, you got to do the whole list again, including the shorts. We're at 46 minutes. Are you ready? I'm kidding. We don't have to do that, Bob. <laughs> what time is it even? Myself. It's 9.14 in the evening. <laughs> All right. Your Chromecast is a minute. Oh, okay, there we go. Oh. Yeah, but uh, I like this film. Bobby, you have some... I feel like it was much too late to be made. It was one of those movies where it's like, oh, hey, maybe we can go see it in theaters. And then we just never went to go see it in theaters because I really didn't want to go see it in theaters versus Toy Story 4. Um, Watched it on Netflix. It was okay. But uh, I feel like it was one of those where it's just like too little too late. Haven't seen. You're really bumming me out. Bobby, have you seen all the Pixar films? Like 90% except for The Good Dinosaur, which I only saw bits and pieces. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, and then... It brings us to Toy Story 4! We all saw this in theaters together. Um, I feel it's unnecessary, but that doesn't mean it's a bad film. I feel like it gave away a lot in the trailers, and I feel like it really doesn't have an ending. It definitely doesn't... It just... It ends. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. It ends. But, you know, it it doesn't have an ending because, let's face it, now Forky's got his own uh, Disney Plus show. On Disney Plus. On Disney Plus. And, uh, you know, they have to leave some room for, like, extra plot development. Right, and also... Toy Story 5 coming out in 2037. 
And also, Bonnie promised that she would take care of Woody specifically for Andy. Woody wasn't even going to go with her at first. She pulled him out of the box and everything after noticing him like the other toys weren't enough. And she promised that she would look after Woody for Andy and then fucking loses him. There's a subreddit right now for r slash Bonnie hate where there's just memes of people making uh, just there's just memes of people hating on this five-year-old for that decision. There's also one for Rajan, who is the little French Quebec kid that uh, didn't like Duke Kaboom because he wasn't uh, he wasn't like the act, the commercial. So I'll leave you that in your hat. So thanks for joining me, guys. This has been our Pixar retrospective. Oh, we're actually supposed to be talking about up. We spent forty. Yeah, we spent fifty minutes. You know, we've already spent fifty minutes. Let's talk about what's coming next from Pixar while we're at it. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah. We got nothing else to talk about tonight. Right? Only up. It's okay. This is gonna be like an hour and a half that I'm going to have to edit. Um, coming next March, we have Onward. Right, John is... Holland and Chris Hemsworth, Julia Louise Dreyfus, great cast. I'm really looking forward to this one. That, that reminds me, Pixar always has, like, a great cast for all their films. Bobby, let's go through the list again and just talk about how great the <laughs> casts are. <laughs> I don't understand why we... I don't understand why we don't want to talk about Up. We all love the movie, but... I mean, this was your idea. To, to I, I thought it was going to be, like... This is the Riverdale thing. I thought we were going to spend 15 minutes on it. We end up spending a f***ing <laughs> hour. <laughs> anyway, as you said... Absolutely great cast. And it's going to be like, you know, another one of those literally magical Disney Pixar films. Right. And then uh, coming a little after Onward, we have Soul, which is uh, another great t- another great cast. Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Questlove, Ooh. Alicia Rashad, David Diggs. It's all about a guy. Becomes a uh, soul. Let's get to the down and dirty boys. We got to talk about up now. Finally. I think it's just because we don't want to talk about the first eight minutes of this movie. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's like having your life flash before your eyes. You just fall in love. You go through the hardships of life. You finally decide when you're old to take a nice vacation. Your wife dies. Yeah, no, it's one of the saddest openings to a movie I've ever seen. Especially a kid's movie. Yeah, it's... It's so rough. Like, right off the bat. Usually, Pixar movies save the really rough points for around the end. How would you know? You haven't seen half of them. They save the rough points for around the ending, but this one just right off the bat hits you right in the feelings. <laughs> so I'd say for a random point, so I did. So, we're introduced to Carl and Ellie Fredrickson. Uh, first in the 1920s, where they're, you know, uh, young kids, all the way to probably when it was set in the late 2000s, uh, where they were old and one of them is dead. 
Uh, Carl is kind of set on his life. Uh, he's being forced to move to a retirement home because he assaulted someone. I'll say, first time I've ever seen a Pixar film, there was blood. There was blood. blood. Graphic blood, too. That was gory. Like, the cut on the guy's head. Like, I really think I need to see, like, the DVD cut again. Just just to see if, like, you know, the Disney Plus people are just, like, messing around. Because I don't remember there being blood the first time I saw it. That's weird. Um, but yeah, uh, Carl, he's a balloon salesman at a zoo, and he ends up tying a bunch of balloons. So how many balloons would it take to lift a house like that? Um, it would take 1,492,537 cubic square, or cubic feet, cubic square feet, that makes sense, cubic feet of helium to lift the house. Mm-hmm. In other words, you would need 105,854 balloons that are each three feet in diameter. That's actually a lot less than what I thought we needed. Oh, like I said, you, you got your numbers mixed up. It's okay. It's oh, let's lift my house with balloons. Um, he's like in his 70s. I think you said he's like 78. Yes. Earlier, because I had a question about Charles Muntz. But, uh, we'll get to Charlie later. He's a 78-year-old man who created this balloon house in a night. It was a night because they gave him the court order that uh, he's got to go to the old folks' home, and then when they come to pick him up in the morning, he flies away. How? Magic. Yeah, Pixar magic. Uh, but unbeknownst to him, he has a little bit of a stowaway, Russell. Uh... Wilderness Explorer, young little kid uh, who was bothering him earlier in the movie, and, uh, you know, he got stuck on the house and ends up flying away with him. Uh, yeah. Along the way, they bump into Kevin, an exotic bird who is kind of the MacGuffin of the story. Uh, he loves he, chocolate. Yes, he loves cho- she loves chocolate. Kevin's a girl, guys. Yeah, Kevin is a girl. Yeah. Right. And uh, Doug, who everybody who's seen this everybody movie. Everybody loves Doug. Doug. Doug is my favorite. Uh, Doug is everybody's favorite character from this movie. He's best boy. He is pretty good. Um, but also Charles Bunce, who... Uh, Charles Bunce, who was a hero of Carl as a kid who vowed not to return to society until he finds the bird after being discredited. Um, I had a question, and Bobby answered it during the movie, but uh, we see old film reel footage of Charles Muntz, and he seems to be, you know, considerably older than Carl is. And uh, that raises the question that uh, how old is Charles Muntz supposed to be in this movie? So, at the start of the movie... We saw a nine-year-old Carl watching a 23-year-old Charles Mons, uh, which would make them, at the end of the movie, Carl would be 78, Charles Mons would be 19. All right. That's still considerable, but a lot of the stuff they do in this movie, for men their age who look as frail as they are, it's very unlikely. I mean, I gotta say, Carl looked like an old man from the start, though. Yeah, he kind of had that. There, there's kids that look like old men. 
still dogs but they can talk and everything and then we have alpha with the really squeaky voice my favorite thing with the dogs is just anytime they show them acting like actual dogs would like with the squirrels yes oh yeah that's that's the best part i remember from the trailers where doug is uh, that scene where doug is like oh i love you you're my master and then squirrel and he's it, it gets me all the time doug is really cute i want a golden retriever uh, going, going back to that statement that I had while we were watching, that I said that I accepted the cast, that, that scene where the dogs surround Carl and Russell, and Carl just, like, you know, sticks his, uh, walk, his uh, cane out, I was just thinking, you know, what if, in, uh, going back to the Kingdom Hearts talk that we've been having, what if in, like, Kingdom Hearts 4, coming out in, like, 2037, we get Carl, an honorary Organization 13 member, except the cane is actually Keyblade. I can just imagine it now. Russell, we have to close the gate to Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> you know what I'm feeling with that. Oh my I god. Mean, like, they, they, they've given good reviews to games that uh, have, like, you know, whaling in them. Cough, cough, or Assassin's Creed. Odyssey, I think. Cough, cough. When did, when did PETA become IGN? What the hell? I don't know, man. Like, they, they make their own video games now and everything. And oh, yeah, really Pokemon terrible. Black and Blue. They're yeah. all just god-awful. They are. Yeah, I have thoughts so, on PETA, but I'll be This has been a really nice review of Up, fellas. figure 
And the more and more it goes, the more and more seemingly Carl goes with it, especially since him and Ellie weren't able to have children of their own. Right. It's really nice that Russell is going to get a father figure for like the next eight months (laughs) until Carl dies. Um, But uh, (laughs) uh, anyway, um, Muntz finds out about the bird. We find out that Muntz has probably gone really crazy and uh, they kill Muntz and steal his blimp. Yeah, they they literally just sort of beat him off um, into the abyss. Yeah. And the house ends up landing on the cliff right where he wanted it. What a beautiful movie, guys. It was. It's, yeah. got, it's got everything. It's got uh, child abandonment. It's got animal abuse. It's got geriatric death. There's one less boomer in the movie because of this movie. Um, and some guy got freaking bludgeoned in the skull with a cane and bled. Oh, yeah. It's everything I look for in a film. All right, guys. I mean, you can't really be looking for anything in the film squelter. You haven't seen half the Pixar films. Right. All right, guys. I'm pretty sure we're going to call this the Pixar retrospective. Oh, and we talk about Up. Yeah, uh, that seems like a fitting time. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, thanks for joining me, guys. Tune in next week where we actually try to talk about a movie that we discuss. What are we even talking about next week? Let's find out. Ugh. All right. recording fuck so what movie are we talking about next week well i guess you'd say fuck i thought pause so what movie are we actually going to try and talk about next week well i think it's going to be a long long time from uh you know the next time we actually talk about a film but we're doing rocket man oh sweet and we're definitely going to walk uh, we're definitely going to talk about this movie. It's one of my favorite movies. It's probably my top movie of the year. And if we end up just mulling around and not talking about it, Walter is off the show. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me. You have a good night. Get Disney Plus.